Hey everyone, and welcome back to my podcast. And today I have a very special guest. I'm here with my friend Joran, and we are at a summer health um, internship together. So we've been here for five weeks, and we have one more week. And so I really wanted to bring her onto this podcast because I feel like join you really radiate individuality and so um i guess this is geared this can be towards any group of people but especially geared towards like young girls who are like maybe struggling to find their identity or struggling to like just stand firm in who they are and so i just like do you want to introduce yourself like your background yeah um so i'm joran carpenter i'm from like Sydney, Montana, which is a super rural, small town in the middle of nowhere. And then for the past two years, I've been living in Seattle and going to a very private, very conservative Christian school. And so going between super small town to Seattle is kind of uh, something that I've been struggling with and talking about a lot lately. And also just how I kind of fit into those scenarios and how I feel like I have to like find a way to stay true to myself between going home to like a super super conservative area going to a school that tends to be conservative but having very liberal friends that I love and like appreciate and like that I also resonate with um so just staying true to yourself when there's a lot of opposition is something that I guess I've had a lot of experience with um growing up when was like I guess did you ever have a turning point when you were like I'm no longer gonna try and hide who I am or my origins or anything um okay well growing up I grew up in a very misogynistic uh household and area so my brother was always the one who was outside and like got to mow the lawn and like do all the fun boy things and I was always like oh stay inside clean the dishes clean the house help cook dinner do your chores so I guess growing up in that kind of environment really taught me what I didn't want to be like and what I didn't want for myself because I like Anytime I got the chance, like when we would go go fishing growing up, um, sometimes my dad would take me and my brothers, and when we would catch these things, oh, this is so terrible. <laughs> we'd catch, they're called catfish, and we don't eat them, and they're like these little fish that nobody really likes to eat. Um, sometimes instead of throwing them back in the water, he'd give them to me and my brother, and I'd like dissect it. <laughs> this sounds awful. Like, that sounds like animal cruelty. I swear <laughs> to God. I didn't know, I thought it was fun at the time. You're such a pre-med. I'm so sorry, fish. Um, but at the time, I was like, yeah, like, I'm going to take out the eyeballs. <laughs> and, like, and coming here, and, and my dad, okay, so my dad's a grave digger. And so that's interesting to tell people. And people are like, wow. what in the fuck, girl? And my mom, she's an overnight nurse. And so I guess I just had a really strange upbringing. Growing up, my dad would also take us to work with him and like in the middle of the night when my mom would be working night shifts we'd have to go with my dad to the cemetery to like because when it uh snows in montana you have to heat up the ground to be able to dig a grave the next day oh, wow. so he would go and heat up so i've just had a lot of strange um things growing up and then being able to kind of embrace that and express that to my friends here in seattle is something that i was really bad at for like the first year like the first year i was like yeah like like, I love all these bands, and I'm so alternative, like, all of you guys, and, like, <laughs> I've, I love Thai, my, my hometown doesn't have an Asian restaurant, I'm like, yeah, I love Thai food, like, 
Hot tie, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I know her. I know her. She's so good. And so just experiencing all those things and like trying to not be who I am Mm -hmm. really taught me coming back my second year and when I found people that really um, resonated with you resonated with me and like thought of me as like my experiences were a good thing Mm -hmm. and like I am the way that I am because of my experiences was something that I found like very valuable and like just because I don't know growing up in a small town um, everybody's the same as you and you have to be friends with people that you never don't you don't really get along with because that's all you have to be friends with and then coming here and finding people that really um have appreciated me and loved me for who I am and then have been able to hear my story and like understand it and appreciate me further has been really um given me reason to like not be afraid to be myself mm. and in both aspects I've gotten more courage to like stand up to my parents and be like like with their political beliefs and their religious beliefs and everything like I just am a very uh, liberal person and general, like just thinking that everybody should live the way they want to, like you can't, and like we should help out others where we can, and like they just are not like that. Um, So being able to stand up against that and against my professors who are also um, kind of in that realm has been a challenge with something that I've um, kind of embraced more. I still struggle with Dr. Hunter. (laughs) Um, So do you think like, once there was that shift, like your first to second year of high school, college, mm-hmm. do you think that was like a shift in the people you hung out with or mm-hmm. because of the way you presented yourself, you found your people? Um, I think it was a shift in a little bit of both. So mm-hmm. um, at, I also coming here had a very negative outlook on pre-med people. I was like, oh my God, they're all assholes. <laughs> pre-med kids are all stuck up. And I like, that's just how I perceived them when I came here because I was very like hick and very... Um, everything everybody was either a hippie or like way too smart for me or like I couldn't like I didn't okay disclaimer Jordan is one of the smartest people in our class so I don't know why you're saying but like I really freshman year I got b's and c's I got like one a in a writing class freshman year and then sophomore year I got a 3.9 winter quarter Mm. I got a's in the o chem series a's in the physics series and like so like you worked hard for it yeah so I made friends that a wanted to support me and do homework with me and that um wanted to hear about like rural stuff and they were like oh my god it's not weird I mean it's weird but it's cool that your family has all these weird history things and like your great-grandpa owned all this land and like just all these weird stories that I have had growing up that have just been something that everybody around me knew that I was able to share and um feel appreciated for so that kind of helped shift my perspective and um just like, I felt I had some really bad friends freshman year, and I, um, because of that and having time spent alone mm-hmm. and, like, reflecting on who I am. and Because after I stopped being friends with those people, they said a lot of really negative things to me, and they were like, maybe you're the problem. And like, oh, my goodness. So I had to, like, sit back and, like, be like, am I the problem? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, do a lot of self-reflection, which I think is important for everybody to go through periods of, like, am I still doing what I want to be doing am I the person I want to be like I think that's really um important in all phases of life that we go through and Mm -hmm. so just them giving me that time is the only thing that I can say thank you to them for but it really um it made me a better friend and a better person and more focused on my goals wow I love that like (laughs) I just love that transition of knowing like or realizing like I need friends who appreciate where I've come from yeah and like I don't feel like I need to 
share like or hide half of my life because I'm with them because like that really makes up a big part of who you are yeah and like now I have friends um we talk about relationships a lot because you know we're girls (laughs) other than my friend Matt he's a guy but we talk about relationships a lot (laughs) and um just being like my only husband requirement I'm like I just somebody who's comfortable living with my brother when we're old Mm. oh just my brother he's a quadriplegic that's part of this Oh, yeah. Do you um, want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So he, uh, sorry, I feel like I have, like, snot. <laughs> he dove into shallow water three years ago, exactly, almost, three years and a couple days, wow. and um, broke his C3 to C5, so that's his neck area, and he had, like, so we live in, like I said, the middle of nowhere, so they life flighted him from my hometown to Denver, which is a 10-hour drive, but a very expensive helicopter flight. Mm-hmm. And then he spent four months there receiving treatment. And within those four months, when I wasn't, I only got to go for probably a total of a month and a half of the time he was there because I was doing my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. And um, so while that all was happening, I was living by myself at my home and paying bills. And um, people were coming in, you know, we had to get an elevator and we had to get rid of all of our, our whole house was like very old fashioned. So we got rid of all of our carpet and had to get hardwood floors and widen our doorways so mm-hmm. that he could get in them and have a handicap accessible bathroom. And like the whole basement is his bedroom at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so just that came with a lot of changes and adjustments and another period of reflection and being like, who are my real friends? There were a lot of people who didn't want to be friends with me after that and everything that kind of followed. Um, but I've been his caregiver when I'm home ever since. And senior year, I was very much so his caretaker. Um, so, yeah, just people who are much more understanding and empathetic towards that situation are like, yeah, I understand why you want to take care of him and, like, why you're okay with, like, that's my only requirement. It's just, like, I, I will marry whoever. <laughs> I can deal. I can live with probably whatever. Because... <laughs> I could just as long as they're okay with my brother living with us at some point. Then they they check the box. They check the box. <laughs> yeah. That's lovely. Like, do you think that's something that you often share about yourself, or do you kind of like wait it out? I think I share um, a brief story about my brother with just about everybody I meet, mm-hmm. um, and then after I think it's almost implied that I want to take care of him my whole life. Um, but if it's not, it always kind of ends up happening in conversation later once I get closer with a friend. Um, and yeah, there was a lot of really negative things that happened around that and a lot of really bad things that happened to me at the same time and just, mm-hmm. oh, it was a whole mess. And so the friends that stuck with me through that, like, like they're good friends. Yeah. yeah. And there's very, there's like two of them. Like it was just, oof, it was rough. Do you still talk to them to this day? Yeah, I just got off the phone with one of them. Amanda, she calls me, like, almost every day. Um, And then Jared. Yeah, they're good friends. It's so important to, like, just find your people. Because whoever you associate with and whoever you really um, care about and whoever cares most about you, you kind of, I don't want to say you become like them, but they really do shape you a lot into who you are. For sure. Even though we you know we're talking about individuality and how that's important a lot of that comes from who you surround yourself with because you can be um you can try to be whoever you want to be and you can try to be completely yourself but you're still going to have you know like little tendencies and sayings you pick up from the people that you surround yourself with and the way that you talk and the way that you carry yourself a lot of the times depends on 
if you've been around professionals like I didn't study much until I was around people who wanted to study and mm-hmm. it's just yeah I was gonna say that like small mannerisms and just the way you carry yourself which can be negative or positive mm-hmm. and so it's like it's kind of like a really fine line in between who you surround yourself with mm-hmm. and then I feel like also for outside people looking in they're like well I'm gonna f- um, not judge this person but I'm gonna see what type of person this like you are based on who you mm-hmm. are with all the time mm-hmm. especially if they're, they're close or they know one of the people you are with all of the time um, they're gonna judge you based off that they're gonna say you're very similar to them and they might have done me wrong or whatever mm-hmm. so yeah it's just important to have a good circle oh for sure yeah. well that was amazing thank you so much for coming to chat with me today oh my god okay that was so easy <laughs> do you have like any final words maybe oh god i'm not like i'm not full of wisdom i'm no you here. are those are like everything you were saying i was like wow yes <laughs> snaps <laughs> um i would say um leave as many doors open for yourself as possible like especially for those of us who are pursuing medicine or Um, master's programs or dental school or whatever Um, work hard so that you can leave doors open for yourself because you never know where you're going to want to end up or what you're going to want to be doing in the future for sure and so just being able to make connections and have these doors available to you makes life better thank you so much thank Um, you of course and thank you everyone for listening make sure to stay tuned for my next podcast